This is the Brand Boost Podcast. This is Friday, March 11th when we're recording. Reason being, I'm giving this a timestamp, is because we are planning on, we meaning Savannah Peterson and myself, Vincenzo Landino, in case you don't remember who I am. We're planning on, and actually, in fact, I'm going to throw Jason Yarbrough here in the mix. We collectively are cantaloupe milk. We are making a prediction today, some predictions. I have Savannah Peterson, Forbes 30 under 30. Yes, I just, I'm totally jacking the fact that she is a Forbes 30 under 30. I hope you don't mind, Savannah. I don't mind at all, doll, and it's in consumer electronics, and that's what we're talking about today, so. Why don't you tell them what we're actually going to talk about today? Well, Apple has an announcement coming out here in the latter half of March 2016, and I'm personally very excited about it because I think they have some devices I might be looking to purchase, and I think there's some interesting pivots going on in size and shape that are very relevant to anyone who makes media and loves the tools they have on their Apple products currently. So I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say. And of course, I'll add my commentary that is nowhere near as intelligent as anything you have to say. Uh, and then maybe even Yarby over here will, will chime in. And I don't know. Uh, for, for Jason right now is using an Apple product. So he, by, by default, is an Apple influencer. You are an Apple influencer. Uh, we, are, we are at, we are in Tampa. <laughs> we are in Tampa, Florida. We are at The Bricks our favorite little coffee slash uh, bar here that we've hit for the past couple days. We were enjoying Gasparilla Interactive Conference, uh, an amazing two-day event thrown by our good friend, Vinny Tafuro. So shout out to you if you're listening to the podcast. Savannah, I know you mentioned some of these uh, Apple products. A couple of them are rumored to be amazing. And we want to get ahead of this. We want to get ahead of this. What are your thoughts on the new iPhone, the new iPad Pro, and whatever else they're releasing? I need to hear from you. Savannah is a design, product design specialist professional uh, who recently, recently, as of this week or last, uh, is completely on her own. So congratulations on that. Congratulations on your Forbes 30 under 30. And of course, congratulations for the speaking gigs this week. I got to see you speak multiple times. So talk to us about Apple. Talks about what is going on in Apple's uh, design mind, so to speak. Uh, what is why are they making some of these changes? Tell us what the changes are, and why do you think they're making these changes to the products? Absolutely, I think it's a really interesting time for Apple right now, and I think they're returning a bit to their design roots in a really eloquent way. I think they went really big and wide, both literally and physically and metaphorically over the last 18 months. And I think what we're going to see in this next announcement is a refinement of the product line. I think that the iPad Pro is one of the most amazing drawing tablets I've ever seen. I've, I've done the Wacom, old school designer status, and love Wacom tablets and the pens, but it's always been so expensive. The barrier of entry has just been way too huge for the amateur designer trying to get into the space. And the current iPad Pro, as it exists on the market at $1,000, is too high. And even for me, as someone who would love to almost be exclusively tablet, if I could, you see me, I'm rolling here sans laptop, solo, iPhone 6, on this entire journey of success. Excuse me, I do have the rose gold and I'm proud of it. Um, 
I uh, I'm so elated to see a smaller tablet come out. The iPad Pro is an amazing device, and sketching on it is so much fun. I fell in love. But the thing is, it's about the size of a legal tablet, and I'm a lady, and I like to keep my figure lean, and that goes for my device figure as well. And to carry around something that can't easily fit in the purses that I currently have, and that's essentially the same size, if not even a little bulkier, than my MacBook Air is excessive. And so for them releasing what is rumored to be around a 9-inch something iPad Pro in addition to the larger version, I'm elated. I will be the first customer if it's something that fits in my current bags and lets me sketch and draw on the go with the new super intuitive iPad Pro Pencil. Um, the Apple Pencil is amazing. If you haven't had a chance to try it out, it actually is as good as you think, even though their rollout was super slow and lethargic. And um, the other thing I'm really excited about that is rumored, and I'm not sure it's going to be this announcement, but hopefully the next announcement, if not this one, is an, a MacBook Pro with a touch screen. How many times, and I'd be curious, both you, Jason, and Vincenzo, how many times have you found yourself going from your mobile device or your tablet and trying to touch the screen on your laptop? I, I, Jason, you can answer this if, uh, if you must, because Jason likes to use his, his phone and then jump over to his computer. Uh, Jason, is that a feature that you are interested in? To touch my computer? Love to touch my computer. Yes, absolutely. I have uh, actually tried doing that on my TV before, wanting to wanting to be able to uh, use my TV as a screen that, that I can touch and expand and utilize. You know, it's funny you say the expand feature. I think a lot of people that are, are smartphone users think that every device they use, like you said, their phone, I mean their uh, television or pretty much anything we use. I, I love watching the baby boomer generation use Instagram and try to force touch and or not force touch but try to expand a photo uh, that gesture I think if Apple could trademark that gesture I think that would be incredible because it's to me it's almost like intuitive and it's them uh, but yeah I, I've done that so much I have the MacBook Pro I have the latest version of the MacBook Pro with the retina screen and I do so many times want to just grab it and like get in there. Now I did use the iPad Pro here at the Gasparil Interactive Conference. I got a chance to play with it a little longer than I, I have in the past. I don't have one. What do you think? I, I it's a great product. I think it's way too big. It was very right. very it's odd. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And I, and it what's interesting to me is uh so. <laughs> while you can't see me, something you'll know about me now, is I have sort of androgynously sized hands. And I say this in a very positive way because I've done a lot of user testing, but I'm on the significantly larger side of females, five nine and a half, and on kind of the just below the average male size, five ten. It's pretty it's pretty sexy though. We're not I mean <laughs> right, Jason? Yes. We like taller women, right? Of course. Ain't nothing wrong with a tall, strong Scandinavian woman. But what's really interesting is through a lot of years in design and testing different products, I realize I sort of have the hand of best fit. I have the tweener size hand between male and female, kind of what a lot of products are targeting. And Steve Jobs' big thing was always that you should be able to do everything with one hand on every device that you have. And what I like currently about the 6S versus the 6S Plus, for example, is I can touch all four corners as I'm showing you guys right now. Um, behind the scenes and it's made for usability 
And what I didn't like about the iPad Pro initially was it felt so huge that it was going to be impractical for me to be able to manage it or even hold it with one hand if I was creating content or doing anything. And then in terms of its portability, I sketch on the go with a notebook that weighs, you know, a couple grams on a regular basis. I'm not going to throw something that weighs nearly a pound in my bag just for the sake of being able to sketch better as much as I'd want to. And so I think size is going to really make a big difference. And being able to apply the technology, like you said, that pinch and zoom, the peek and pop, everything we're seeing on the iOS now, we want to be able to do that with our computers. And I think the biggest barrier that Apple has been trying to bridge over the last two years in their product development is between their computer ecosystem and their device ecosystem, their mobile device ecosystem. And I say mobile meaning meaning tablets as well as cell phones. And a lot of the work that we're doing currently on the devices we have that are most portable actually isn't translating back into their ecosystem in a way that makes sense. So I'm hoping that both with these hardware and software enhancements, we're going to see an ecosystem that is even more congruent than the Apple we already know and love, but really is set up for content creators like all three of us who are not only creating video, multimedia, but drawing and engaging with people on the road in real time and trying to publish that. And if Apple can capture that, they'll continue to be the the hegemon of the hardware space. Yeah, I'd love to see the Apple Pen, Pencil, whatever the hell they call it, uh, work for my iPhone. Yes, I I think it's kind of, it's almost one of those things where why would you release it for this massive newspaper-sized tablet, but not for a phone? work with the Apple 7, though, so that's how Apple does. They release a product, and then it works with the next upcoming device, therefore getting me to buy the next upcoming device. And Savannah, we have a unique perspective here because Savannah created a, a case for the pencil. Yes. Right? Indeed. Johnny. Yes, Johnny. The Johnny case. We're actually about to launch Rev2 later this month, ideally right around the Apple announcement. Uh, the interesting thing about launching a accessory for an Apple product is you don't always have control over the timing. And there was a lot of backlog and a lot of excitement about the Apple Pencil and they actually ended up selling them faster than they could ship them so it created an interesting vortex and delta in our launch between community members of Apple who had received the pencil and people who could potentially need the case. I mean if you're going to buy a $100 pencil you want to have a pencil case. We had cases for our 10 cent pencils in, in elementary school. So I think that this is the dawn of a new product era for Apple. I think they're really expanding from their conventional line. And I think that this new generation could really be a lot. Uh, But I agree with you 100%. If the ecosystem is going to succeed, all things need to work within each other, within the ecosystem and flow of Apple products. So while I don't think we're going to hear about it in March, I think we're going to get a smaller phone, which is great for my iPhone bra pocket company that I'll be launching around the same time. Well, you mentioned, hold on, so now you mentioned a smaller phone. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. The iPhone 5 was, in my opinion, the best, one of the best form. I, I did like the 4. I like the form factor of the 4. But I thought the 5 was a really amazing form factor. Uh, not to knock the 6, I have the 6 Plus. I'd like the larger screen real estate, which which is great. Right. However, it's like you said, it's almost impossible to use with one hand. So they offered the option to double tap the home screen to kind of like give you this option, but it's almost 
it's not Jobs-esque. No, it's a it's software very, compromise. Yeah, and it seemed very... It's compensating. It's like lifting your truck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. When you've, uh, you want something to appear bigger or smaller than it is, you augment the visual perception of that. And I think that we... Is that how it works? I think, yeah, perception is reality, although some of us see through that. And I think some, you know, considering how much content we view on our phones, it makes a lot of sense why Apple has gone for a larger format and the media we consume on our second screen. But on the flip side, especially as content creators, we need those hands. We all know how important it is to have multiple hands. I mean, you're a two-hand operation right now, even between microphone. I'm a two-hand operation normally anyway, so. (laughs) Yes. Even sitting here recording this, though, I mean, you'd have to have two hands, one for your phone, one for the microphone to pass around the room. And I think folks have kind of forgotten that that's how things come to the internet world and so for me as a woman who never has pockets phone size is actually incredibly important and I like you 100% agree I think the 5 series was the optimum size Uh, and especially for what I like to talk about I mean everyone's seen a woman stuff a shirt or excuse me stuff a phone in their shirt or in their bra and the thing about the 5 is it really hit that middle stride the the average breasted and above could tuck discreetly and not have to worry about pockets whereas now with the six series it's a little bit bulkier and i'm really happy actually to hear that they are shifting their focus from going bigger and better and they're bringing the ipad size back down eliminating the ipad air and and those sorts of devices um and really focusing on the mobile experience and a high quality tablet experience as two separate entities because they are different things and they made that clear when they made the pro it's a separate it's a separate experience 100 percent ipad pro and I was talking to the Apple, uh, the Apple reps here at Gasparilla, and they made it clear that the iPad Pro can do everything a MacBook can, essentially, and better to an extent because the pencil gives you an experience down to the pixel. So for those of us that are creating videos, that are editing photos, I want to get down to the pixel and I want to be able to edit. We care about that. And we care about it. And that that's actually, to me, that is the whole value prop of the iPad Pro. I actually think it signifies a much bigger shift in Apple's product line than people have given it credit for. And it's really a return to the designer. You know, it's a return to the creator. It's a return to the maker. It's saying, wait a minute, you need tools. You don't just need a screen for consumption. You need something that can help you create the things that make our ecosystem special. All right. Let's make a bold prediction here. Well, you're going to make the bold predictions here. Savannah Peterson's going to go on record here on the Brand Boost podcast. What are your bold predictions for Apple's announcement in just a few short weeks? It was about nine days now, so it's not even a full. It's it's about ten days, so it's a week and a half. What are your bold predictions ahead of time for the launch on March 20th? 20th? 21st. 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 Monday the 21st. Rumored, of course. What are your predictions? I'm thinking that we are definitely, I would go 100% going to see a smaller iPad. That's definitely been feedback I've heard from the greater community at large, as well as some of my Apple insiders. We will see a more portable tablet coming out of Apple. I think we are going to see a return to the smaller phone. There's been rumor of stagnation in iPhone sales recently and it's kind of cutting edge. I don't think they're going to lose the market by any means. It's no reason to get freaked out, but I think what they did 
sort of alienate by making these larger phones was people that A, couldn't afford a giant device and B, didn't want something bigger. People still use phones as phones and we forget that sometimes. The other thing that I think we won't see that everyone's talking about is as much as I would love to see that touchscreen MacBook come out, I would be surprised if they released it without being able to ship. After the drama of the Apple Pencil and it taking three to six weeks to get to people who ordered it the day it came out, which is longer than almost every prior Apple announcement in the last five to ten years, I don't think they will tease something they're not ready to ship in volume. And to get to Apple level scale, you got to have tens of millions of units ready to go out the door. And I'm just not sure we're there yet. I would love to see it, but I'm not holding my breath. So a new iPad, a smaller iPhone that's perhaps a bit more enhanced, and an update or allusion to some technology that may happen in the MacBook, but I'm not sure we're going to see it yet. Do we see any other announcements during this for any other product line? We just had the updated Apple TV, so I, I don't. I personally don't think something will come out there. Apple Watch. I heard some yeah. potential things around Apple Watch. Do you think that comes out now, or do you think they wait till the Christmas or holiday? I'm sorry, uh, the holiday buzz. What do you think about those? Yeah, I think so. This this springtime announcement historically for them is more of a refresh, a a beautiful look at what's new and software improvements uh you know anytime you release a new piece of hardware something like the apple watch how it fits into your life is something they both assume and also learn from watching how users use it so i think we will see a lot of enhanced usability and feature set with the ip with the apple watch um yeah and it i i just hope the ecosystem gets tighter and more efficient for all of us trying to make awesome stuff with their products. You heard it here first. That's Savannah Peterson, who is making bold predictions on Apple's announcement. Uh, you heard it here on the Brand Boost podcast before anywhere else. You've heard it before the Apple announcement itself. Be sure to let your friends know. Come back and listen to the podcast tomorrow because I promise you the content will be just as good, even though I don't have Savannah on again. But I promise this, Savannah will be back more often. Cantaloupe milk will be back. And if you don't know what cantaloupe milk is, I'll make sure to put the notes in, in the show notes. Uh, I'll make sure to put it in the show notes, is what I'm trying to say. And on behalf of myself, Vincenzo Landino, uh, Jason Yarby, Yarborough, and Savannah Peterson, I say ciao. Ciao, darling. Thank you for the Italian lessons every podcast. We love that, by the way. Y'all come back now, you hear? This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to BrandBoostCast.com forward slash subscribe.